Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for supporting us on our podcast services and our three radio networks, our TV show. I do appreciate you being with us. And we've got a show today with all things economic. And this is really, really serious because this is the driving force for the upcoming election. They can, the Democrats can camouflage and do all the J6 hearing nonsense they want to do with their hearsay evidence, but people are voting their pocketbooks. And we're going to spend a lot of time, uh, in this segment with Bob Kudla talking about the key economic issues that are driving the economy right now. Bob, welcome to the show. Glad you could join us. Good day. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Okay. Yeah, just I want to apologize in advance. I uh, I was out for the count last week, and I'm just getting my voice back. So, uh, um, so if I if my voice travels off, just just uh, just remind me, please. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll do a border patrol on you and pretend I'm whipping you so I can be punished by Biden. Okay, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, bad well, you joke. Just let me go free anyway, so don't worry about it. Well, that's right. You know, hey, there's the river, but go ahead and go inland. We've got free stuff for you. So here we go. We've got a number of issues here. Um, I, let, let's let's start with the Federal Reserve. I mean, their bad behavior under this incompetent leader never ceases to amaze me. Yeah, so let's let's understand here, um, and I want to disabuse anybody's notion that the Federal Reserve is incompetent. Okay, the Federal Reserve is um, they 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 are um, they're executing a strategy by their preferred shareholders, and their preferred shareholders are the nine or ten or twenty international banks. Okay. Around the world, and so um, their other master is 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 the um, the elites in Congress, okay, and they're executing a political strategy right now, and and um, they basically told Biden, okay, that we're raising interest rates. They're defending the dollar because they're going for the kill on Russia and China right now, okay. They're going for the kill. And if you notice, the dollar's rise has been relentless. And so they don't care whatever collateral damage they have because people don't understand. Bankers never lose, okay? Because whatever they lent you in money was money they created out of thin air to lend it to you. Are you talking about fractional reserve banking? Fractional reserve lending, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So all they did was dilute the currency to lend you the money. I mean, it's the greatest it's the greatest business to be in ever. And then if you don't pay your bill, they get to acquire the asset that costs them nothing to to uh, to obtain. Sorry about that, guys. That's okay. And, yeah, uh, it sounds like the Federal Reserve isn't real happy yeah. with what you're saying. They got the dogs out. Yeah, I apologize. Okay. Well, hopefully, what they're barking at will pass. Yeah. But 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 uh, just just for me to comment here real quickly, uh, I I hear what you're saying. The Federal Reserve has preferred customers that they represent to hell with the American people. You don't matter. You're only in the way. And Biden is in lockstep with Jerome Powell. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And um, 
but they're, they're, look, they're going for the kill. Look, the central bank is really run by the uh, Bank of International Settlements. Bank of International Settlements is owned by WEF. You know, the WEF, the IMF, the Trilateral Commission. All these guys are basically the old European colonizers, the old European royalty, old European monarchy, and they 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 view uh, they, they want to they basically want to kill off the Romanov Empire, which is the Russians. And and uh, China is an absolute competitor to them. So um, the way you do it is is you kill a virus by raising the temperature, and they're raising the temperature right now. Yeah, so. it's really interesting. You'd mentioned the Romanov Empire. That is a fascinating comparison. Uh, but at one time, Putin was part of the World Economic Forum. They were in lockstep. I mean, Putin was trained by Klaus Schwab. But they, they parted company for very obvious reasons. But that is a really interesting comparison. So you really think this is a continuation of the war against the Romanovs, or is that just metaphoric? Well, well, it was the Third World War, right? So Russia, Russia always keeps keeps thinking that they're going to be invited into the Club of Nations. But World War One, um, you know, Germany went for the kill. World War Two, Germany went for the kill. World War Three, Russia tried to kill Germany, and they still might, you know. So, um, and uh, United States is obviously the uh, the uh, the shock troops for Europe, right? And uh, you know, we've we've been their mercenaries now for the last uh, 130 years, and um, and so we're doing it again. But Russia Russia went for the kill first this time, and so yeah, so I think it's a uh, that, and that's why the Federal Reserve is cranking. You know, they're going to kill demand around the world. They're cranking hard, and uh, they're trying to. They're basically trying to kill the commodity-centric empire of Russia. And um, you know, Russia played Europe like a fiddle, and now the Federal Reserve, on behalf of the BIS, is going to try to, uh, you know, take Russia out by taking the whole world out. It's like chemotherapy. Right? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're I, I trying to kill Russia before Russia kills them. The, the BIS. I just want to, you know, because we got a lot of people that may not be familiar with that. Those initials, Bank of International Settlement, and it's the Bankers Bank. Would you agree with that? Yeah, they're the ones supposed to provide liquidity to the central bankers, which I think is so idiotic. Because what what does the Federal Reserve need with the Bank of International Settlements, right? And uh, but uh, you know, once again, it's the it's the Europeans. Europe is the most parasitic uh, continent on earth, right? They produce nothing, and and they um, they st- stole from everybody, right? And and now they now they've been exposed by Russia in terms of they don't have energy, right? They don't have a military, and and they basically um, their economic system has been mercantilist, right? We export everything. And now that that's blown up on them, and you see the Europe is collapsing. So um, yeah, so I don't understand why we have to have a BIS to have it because they want to obviously control our our central our central bank. They are too, aren't they? Of course, because we let them. What did Trump do about this when he was in office? Did he address this? Uh, not so much. He 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 tried to. He tried to work things from the periphery. Look, you know, he tried to get Europeans to spend more in defense. He tried to he tried to tell Germany they're they're walking into a trap. Yeah. Um, you know, his focus was to knock China back a few pegs. You know, and then uh, um, I think Trump felt that BIS is toothless without his support, right? So I don't think he was too worried about them. You know, they uh, they just took him out a different way. Yeah, okay. Um, Fed inflation by design? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, Huck, they they basically doubled the balance sheet of the uh, uh, of the Federal Reserve for the pandemic. The pandemic, as we all know, I don't know what we can say about it, is that people argue that it was derived, right? And, uh, and the response to it has been absolutely ludicrous. And then you have all this money out here, but the interesting thing about money is that it doesn't matter what your money supply is. Everything that matters, only thing that matters, is the velocity of money, Dave. So, 
you know, uh, somebody pointed this out this weekend, so I knew it intuitively, but he put words into it that, that I think illustrates this perfectly. Somebody said the Federal Reserve created all this money, so we're going to have this hyperinflation, and, and, and the guy retorted back said, what if I printed $13 trillion and you put it in your safe? Did I create inflation? The answer is obviously no. So unless the money is spent, you don't have inflation. You know, it's all about the velocity of money, not the absolute amount of money. Yeah. And what happens with money, as you well know, it goes from poor people to rich people. And rich people, it's not necessarily bad or a good thing. Poor people need to spend everything they get, correct? That's why a vibrant middle class is a vibrant economy, because they save some, but they spend most. Poor people spend everything, but they don't spend it in, in they don't spend it widely. They spend it in the primarily in the four major food groups of living and the uh, and the uh, the rich they don't spend any of it as a percentage of their income because they don't need to but they'll they'll invest it and so you have a situation here where all that stimulus money went from the poor people to the rich people and now inflation is peaking out okay the only reason why we have inflation at all right now is because they created an artificial supply crisis around the, the pandemic with China with pandemic and the United States with stupid Biden administrations and then Europe well I'm sure we're going to talk about it now they're trying to create a nitrogen crisis and and so they, they keep trying to create these these supply issues look the, the money changers need inflation so they're trying to constantly create it and so um but we're we're at peak inflation. If people think we're going to have a hyperinflation, they're they're dreaming. We'll be fighting deflation full on in the next twelve months. Don't what, worry what about we, your variable rate loan if you didn't get a chance to refinance. Okay. What, if you keep your job, you're going to be able to refinance it again at a very attractive rates. Well, when deflation visits, what will that look like compared to now? <coughs> deflation. Yes. Is that what you said? Uh-huh. Yeah, what yes. will that look like? Energy costs and food costs are going to remain strong. Everything else is going to collapse. Because all the money is going to go to, for you eating and getting going to work. Uh, even rents are going to start to suffer because of demographics. So rather than paying half of your income towards rent, you could be paying 75%? Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, more and more. Yeah, because look, there's not enough. Well, no, I think rents are going to fall away. It's going to be all about food and energy. Okay, so how high will gas? Higher rents is an artificial construct, too. Okay, and that's going to get addressed politically, and it's going to be addressed demographically. Okay. So uh, these high rents are not going to last long term. So, so you think we'll see a form of rent? We'll see cool. a, it's a, yeah. yeah, it's already you're already seeing it. Are we going to see a form of rent control then on a national and local level? Oh, well, I think local, not national. Uh, so any any blue state that has in migration is going to have rent control. But if you look at San Francisco, rents there are collapsing. Okay, uh, home prices are our offers are collapsing. Look at Austin, Texas. They they basically tripled. See, remember, people speculated in a lot of these homes, right? You know, not every home is full, and and so people were buying stuff just to flip it. They're not living in it, and now they're now they're stuck at homes that they can't flip, and so eventually they're going to have to either put them out onto the rental pool or sell them at a loss, and and then you know it's, that's going to take pressure off of rent because people who can't afford homes are going to be able to buy them. Hmm. Yeah, and that, that will cause the housing bubble to burst. Is that correct? Will that bring the mortgages yeah. down as well? Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. This whole this whole thing, it, we will see. This is my bold prediction. Within eighteen months, we'll probably see the Fed will have pivoted and we'll be scraping at zero percent rates again. Wow, that's amazing. So you're saying gas is going to go out of sight. How high do you think it could go? Oh, I didn't see that necessarily out of sight. It's going to remain elevated. So, because it's just not enough of it. And, and look, and we're one wrong missile away from a gas, 
and oil shortage, right? So, um, yeah. So look, I, I think here, here's if I'm wrong, oil is under ninety five a barrel. Okay. If I'm right, oil's gonna oil's gonna stay over a hundred dollars a barrel. It's gonna drift up maybe towards one hundred fifty dollars a barrel. Oh my! Natural gas is gonna remain elevated because Europe needs natural gas. The Biden administration is trying to slow that natural gas increase down by shutting off the export of. Excuse me. <coughs> still fighting that cold. Uh, still fighting the uh, the exports by trying to close down some of the liquid natural gas. Uh, uh, export facilities in Louisiana. Yeah, I, I see. I saw that, but you know what I find interesting? Europe is backing off. Uh, in fact, the European Union said nuclear and uh, uh, energy and uh, natural gas are not enemies of the climate, so we're okay with that. Uh, why isn't Biden following suit? Because he he's a he's a stool pigeon and he's a tool and he's an idiot. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time it and uh and he's still captured by the look there's only two groups that support him now right so it's the eco warriors and, and the woke joke and the urban black community that's that's his that's his power base right now so he can't he can't afford to alienate them europe has no choice they they lost their ability to choose when they picked the fight with Russia. <coughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I I do agree with that. And uh, then, if Europe is already losing this fight, why are they building a permanent base in Poland from which to launch military operations against Russia with boots on the ground? It's really clear this is where this is headed. Three hundred thousand troops from NATO headed to this base, fully armed, equipped with F thirty fives. Okay, why are they taking on Russia when they're already getting their butts kicked in so many ways? Well, they have to show Russia that they're serious, right? They don't want Russia to attack them. So it's a show of force, Dave. So, but there's there's no way. Look, there's no way we're going to uh, 
we're going into uh, into Belarus or into uh, into Russia through the Ukraine. Simply not going to happen. Do you think? Do you think there's a danger of American boots on the ground in this conflict? Um, well, Americans are already on the ground. Uh, I'm sure there's American I, I'm special talking, forces. I'm not talking special forces. I mean, I'm talking. Oh, no, I don't think so. We'll have a draft. I, we'll I, put 19 yeah, year olds on the front lines. Unless, unless, Putin, yeah, unless Putin gets desperate, I, you're not going to see direct conflict. You know, you're seeing skirmishes in Syria. You're seeing skirmishes in Ukraine. You know, but uh, uh, look, Russia's game plan is not to win this thing militarily. Russia's game plan is to simply starve Europe. Okay, or starve Africa. He doesn't have to attack Europe. <coughs> he okay. says NATO's doing this stuff just to just to keep their people from freaking out, right? Look, they built your, Russia into a big boogeyman, right? So they have to have a uh, they have to have a counterweight to this. But if you're Putin, last thing you want to do is pick a fight with the United States, right? So, I mean, an overt fight with the United States. Because then the only way you're going to win it is nuclear, right? He doesn't have to do it. He just needs to blow up grain ships, you know, blow up fertilizer ships, you know. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see, uh, you know, Russian missiles hit Saudi oil facilities or Gulf oil facilities. There's plenty of ways in which Putin can win without worrying about having a direct fight. And there's no way that NATO's going into Russia. Okay? Everybody and their brothers read the history books, right? <laughs> Nobody goes into Russia on a land war and wins. Okay? So, you're not taking 300,000 troops and capture Moscow. It's just not going to happen. No, I didn't think that was going to be the case, but when you're putting 300,000 like that into Poland, a push into Ukraine is uh, not far-fetched. Yeah, I think we've learned a lot, Dave. You know, um, we've learned a lot now that you you invest in drones and not tanks, okay? And uh, you you have long-range mock artillery systems. and, And so... I think this, this this new warfare is playing out, and it's to America's advantage. So we lead the world in, in drone technology. We lead the world in, in uh, sophisticated, um, you know, missile technology. You know, us and Israel have been developing all, all that stuff, Iron Dome, Iron Beam, whatever it is, Iron Man, whatever they have over there, their whole levels of counter-missile technology is U.S. and Israeli tech. We lead the world in laser tech, so there's no need to have mass troops to to repel an invasion. Right now, you know we have eight anti-artillery systems over there, and we're destroying every ammunition dump Russia has. Russia is being forced to change the way in which they do warfare, and they don't know how to do it because they're a centralized, top-down uh, structure, and and they can't trust their people with decentralized systems and so you know Russia knows Russia look Russia's going to take Russian land and they're going to spend the rest of their time starving out the West that's Russia's that's Russia's game plan and they're winning it okay so uh, so I don't wouldn't worry about it. there's not going to be a land war in, in in Russia I'm more interested in seeing if Russia goes ahead and pops some missiles through their proxy in Iran over in the Gulf states the you know the double oil prices were to cause severe oil shortages and gas shortages going into the winter. You know that would be the coup d'état that if I was Putin, that's what I'd be contemplating. But doesn't he have to worry about America firing back? What would America do? So uh, launch missiles America on have Russia to directly engage Russia, and then Russia pops pops a nuke. So that's the end game now. So America can't directly confront Russia. They have to do it through proxy. And Russia's going to do the same thing. They're not going to directly attack the United States. They'll have Iran pump missiles over into the Gulf states. So, my goodness. Well, I that, think it's, that, know, that could have a spinoff effect, too, that could eventually pull everyone into a war. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, just read Ezekiel 38. I mean, basically, the, it's, it's, it's foretelling that whole thing. So you have to wonder how long Israel is going to tolerate this. Well, yeah. Well, Israel's in a 
Israel's in a, an interesting position. I mean, they're not directly threatened right now. You know, I mean, uh, you know, Israel grows its own food. Israel has its own energy source. Israel has its own water source. Israel has us as a benefactor from military tech. You know, so you know, and Syria is not a threat to Israel. Israel is just like a cat playing with yarn over okay. there. I don't worry about that too much. All right, let, let's go to what's happening in China. I've been reading with some interest about the run on the Chinese banks, and I and this I first read about this two weeks ago, and now it seems like the situation has worsened. Yeah, so the Chinese bank situation was was getting no coverage whatsoever, and and uh, things were coming out dribs or drabs. In fact, it was the weirdest thing. I never got so many engagements this weekend that I did on Twitter by by pushing out these bank things, and then somebody with that's very popular retweeted it. Next thing you know, everybody and their brothers on my site is that uh, the Chinese bank is the most undertold story out there. And you know, you and I have been talking about this for years. China is a paper mache uh, dragon. Okay, and always has been, and, and you know, we've talked about this before. I never heard about China being a direct competitor of the United States. They're the great imitator, and they and they try to create their GDP to look bigger in the United States when thirty to forty percent of it has all been driven by um, housing debt, and basically, their that whole system now is imploding into itself, and. Uh, and so now they're having troubles. They're having riots in all these major cities because they've been uh, with the banks. They've been they've been freezing their their depositors out. So basically, they stole people's money, and and uh, they're not giving it back because they paid off other loans. And so um, the Chinese have a real big problem on their hand, and they're also worried about food inflation. And in you know, so I think the Chinese are, are really interesting position, you know, will that force to make a move on Taiwan? It's a distraction, right? Uh, but uh, I think it might be one of those suicidal attempts if they uh, if they do it. And so I think China's in big trouble. We'll never get the full story because they, they're so good at blocking everything, but it's a big issue, Dave. Yeah, well, anytime you have a run on a national bank, it, it is. You know, I made a linkage in my mind, and maybe it's my own paranoia, but you have these extreme lockdowns going on for COVID, which seems out of proportion to the threat, as I understand it. And I'm wondering how much of these lockdowns are connected to the banking crisis so people can't riot. Oh, uh, yeah, all of it. And if uh, you notice, they... Uh, um, you have uh, QR codes to use mass transit over in China, and all they did was take, they know all the depositors, they basically didn't allow them to, tra- they can't travel. Oh, so I, I hadn't yeah. heard that. That's that's amazing. Where did you yeah, get that information? That is, that's yeah. incredible. Yep. So that's, why do you think the central banks around the world want to have digital currencies and have apps and all this other stuff so they, they can basically turn you off? Why do you think they want everybody in an electric car? Uh, you know, because you, you have the limited range. You know, my uh, my best friend's wife is from Romania, and so she grew up under communism. And she was telling me last weekend we were together for a party, and she said, "You know, Bob," she said, "She said what the communists do, and what they're trying to do now with this whole electric car thing." And she goes, "It's it's really really clever." She said, "You had you you basically had food rations in in Romania under communism, and so you you were assigned a bakery and you got your bread every day, right? But you can't get two you can't get two breads, okay? You know, one for today and one for tomorrow. No, you have to pick up your bread every day, and if you miss a day, you didn't get bread, and you personally had to come get the bread, okay? So you couldn't get it for your family. You you had to get yours. Your husband had to get his." You know, and, you're kidding. Wait, wait, wait. And, husband and, couldn't pick up for wife, and wife can't pick up for husband. You, you had your own coupon. Wow. And so it kept you from being able to mass somewhere else. She said it kept everybody local. I see. Yes, that makes sense. So, uh, and that's and see, that's the thing with the electric car, right? So electric car has limited range, right? 
And what happens if they start worrying about stuff? You start having power failures everywhere, right? Let me ask you this. Why are they worried about travel? Why do communists try to keep people from traveling? Uh, Have you seen the Netherlands lately? I got it. And then the trucking convoy in Canada. Okay, I got it. They don't want you to mass, okay? They They want you all separated. If they can separate you, they can control you. Wow, this is it's incredible. I didn't. I've never considered that aspect of it. That's fascinating. Um, I, I, I want to go down the energy markets and and uh, the Fed and all, all and what's going to happen there. But uh, I want to just step aside for a second. Um, there's huge volatility in the market right now. Are you experiencing that with your organization with Trade Genius? Um, well, yes and no. I mean, volatility is our friend. So um, we need markets to move to make money. So uh, if you're on the wrong side of the trade, volatility sucks. If you're on the right side of the trade, volatility is a godsend. And so, um, you know, the way our systems work is that, you know, we look at probabilities and we look at levels and we look at momentum and we've just been on the right side of that. For people who have been listening to us for the last two years, you know we're on the right side of it. And so we're still long energy. We're long food, okay? You know, we're short everything else. And and um, and we don't see any of that changing. And, and the Biden administration and the Federal Reserve is unable to control energy prices. They've proven that they're... They're, they're, they are unable to kill enough demand to, to do it. And so we're, so we're doing great. And, uh, we just keep plugging away. And it's just with volatility up like this, there's other ways you can make money too by what's called selling premium, uh, credit spreads. And, and we do really well with that. And so there's a number of ways to, to, uh, to beat the horse. And on the crypto side is that a number of things come out since we talked last month. In terms of around futures trading, that allows the retail person now to be able to uh, take advantage of some opportunities. And so, uh, even on the crypto side, uh, people shouldn't care so much about what Bitcoin actually does, unless you're, you know, obviously a true believer and you want Bitcoin to go to a million. But if you're a trader, uh, Bitcoin going up and down 10, 15% a month is, is going to be also a godsend because there's now ways in which you can trade. Um, through ETFs uh, with in, in the crypto market, specifically Bitcoin. So there's this tremendous opportunity out in front of us. And, and we also know too, Dave, is that the market acts in very predictable ways, even though it doesn't seem as predictable. And, and basically the first year of a Democratic president's midterm, not first year, it's first midterm, plays out where you put in a June low and then the market rises into the election, which they typically lose, by the way. So, uh, and and that's what's showing up now. We put in a June low. That low's holding. Uh, we expect that low to hold uh, through the election, and and um, we we also expect that the Federal Reserve will will ease off. And these typical moves in the bottom are up 34 percent from the lows. Okay, so we're not talking about little bits we're talking about potentially some pretty big pops the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie now they have extremely great products as you all know ladies and gentlemen Right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Doesn't mean we're, we're out of the woods because as soon as the election's over, you typically go into a recession. So, um, so yeah, so we, so probabilities are playing out for us. Excuse me, I'm going to cough again. Okay. <laughs> probabilities are playing out again. And uh, and then once we do that, we just apply our algorithms, Dave, and we just we just make money. Like this morning while we're talking, I told people on Friday that the market's probably going to, on the tech side, open lower. And so we went ahead and bought Sark, which, which is a short uh, Kathy Woods companies or tech companies. 
we bought it at fifty four dollars, and then this morning we took it off at fifty six seventy five. So quick five percent for people in the first hour and a half of trade. So so we think we have a pretty good beat on things. And plus, there's a ton of dividend-paying companies out there that are paying double-digit dividends. So a lot of ways to skin the cat. And if you want to trade with us, if you don't mind me doing a quick plug, is that we have specials running till Saturday. And TradeGenius.com, TradeGeniusAcademy.com, and 65% off anything bundled. You get our signals. You get our indicators. You uh, you get access to our chat rooms. And we also have a, a, a series of over 20 training videos on how to trade, how to trade with us. And uh, and if you don't want to get anything bundled, you can do uh, a non-bundle items at 40% off using promo code SUMMER. Right. So, so yeah, come trade with us. Uh, the markets are surprisingly um, easy to understand. It's to say you got to be careful. You know, you don't throw all your chips in, in an environment like this. But uh, but there's definitely opportunities to make money. Well, your return on investment and the average win trade trade wins that you have the percentage is absolutely incredible. Uh, if uh, you were a sports coach, you'd be in the Hall of Fame already. So uh, it's pretty it's pretty amazing what you guys are accomplishing over there. Um, let's go to the energy markets for a second here. Uh, I know I know you're predicting gas is going to uh, be uncomfortably high. Um, what about the rest of the energy markets with natural gas and uh, nuclear? And, uh, and just tell me where this is all going. Yeah, I'm in the drill baby drill camp. If you notice, Germany's opening up all their coal plants again. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so coal's up today. Coal's an 18-month to two-year play, okay, because there's not enough renewable energy and there's not enough natural gas plants or not enough nuclear plants. Coal's going to do fine. Natural gas whips all over the place, but natural gas is required for food production and for energy uh, energy production. And so uh, natural gas is going to continue to grind higher. Europe desperately needs natural gas. And so uh, either you're going to get directly from the United States, you're going to get it from the Middle East, and there's companies that ship it, companies that make it, and uh, companies that store it. And there's money to be made in all those areas. And then nuclear, you know, um, although they suppressed an area that I've been wrong on, but not really, is is I, we had a big breakouts in my nuclear stocks. They pushed them back down. They've been following the market. But my expectations is that we'll still see CCJ in the 50s. We'll see Quad U in the 20s. United States government has 90 days now to uh, officially uh, protect certain minerals in the United States. Uranium's already been identified. Biden administration's already agreed to buy one and a half million pounds of it. And Quad U, UU, UU is is one of the few domestic uranium producers out there. It's a pure play. Okay, and I think UEC is another one. And so that is absolutely something you need to own. MP is one of the few rare earth companies that are domestic production. That one's going to do well. So so you're going to see the energy space is going to maintain strength, even though it, um, the administration hates it. And renewables can't catch up fast enough because it costs all this money to extract the renewable metals. And by the way, Russia controls a lot of them. So And China controls the rest. So it's going to be difficult for them to get the renewables in a very cost-effective uh, position for quite some time. So, you know, if, you, if you're with me, I look, I'm an opportunist. I'm going to make money where it goes. I'm not opposed to renewables. If you have a religious conviction to climate change, you're screwed for the next decade or two because you're going to be, you have to live with the fossil fuels. Yeah, and it's going to always be that war on fossil fuels, at least in this country. Will a change in administration open up the Keystone Pipeline? Do you think if uh, there is a red wave and we don't get too many rhinos in November, do you think that uh, the emphasis on domestic production of oil could change? I don't know. It depends on how badly the Democrats get beaten. But remember, the Democrats that are going to survive are going to be rabbit communists, right? So, and Biden administration, remember, he's not in control. So whoever whoever controls his policies aren't going to give up the Keystone Pipeline. 
And remember, you got this knucklehead in Canada, Justin Trudeau, who's trying to pull off what they're doing in Netherlands and in Canada. So, you know, he has a great, great resource of commodities in Canada, and he's not letting the Canadians extract it. So he's not putting any pressure on the administration to do so. Well, I I just... um I just fear too many rhinos are going to come back in and we'll see business as usual, like the Mitch McConnells, the Lindsey Grahams, and so forth. Um, I I don't carry this widespread optimism we see on Fox News every day that the so-called red wave is going to make a big difference. I, I don't think it's going to make that much difference at all. I mean, just for example, you had 13 Republican senators vote with the Democrats on red flag laws, which is wholly unconstitutional, violates the fourth and fifth amendments of the constitution uh so what makes us think it's going to be any different the thing i called for and we've seen a little of it and we'll see it with liz cheney but the thing i called for was the unelection of any uh anything other than diehard loyal american senators uh coming up uh, that are running as incumbents uh said get someone new you can't do any worse and unfortunately we're not doing enough of that yeah, well, if the, if 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 the, if the House goes Republican, that it's going to make all the difference in the world because the Senate can't approve stuff the House doesn't give them. That's true. That's right. That's right. Um, and so the House will probably do a scorched earth campaign. Okay, uh, they'll defund everything on the left, and they don't care if they shuts the government down. They don't care. Okay, so yeah, so I. I I don't share your your realism on this. Uh, I understand. I think everybody's been burned enough. But you got to remember, these rhinos are also they're also wind socks, okay? And if they see that if they see the wind is changing, they're wind socks. They're going to go with the wind. I call them political prostitutes. I like yeah, I like the graphic approach because to me they're traitors to their own country and certainly their oath of office. Um, Okay, so if we get a change and we have the wind socks change direction, okay, what will that do to the price of gas? Will Keystone Pipeline start again? I mean, what do you think will happen? No, Keystone Pipeline is controlled by Biden. Biden has no incentive to open the Keystone Pipeline. Yeah, but he did this by executive order, which I think is illegal. He legislated by executive order, and that's not I know, the intent. The Supreme, the, the Supreme Court will have to get engaged in that, and that's they have my, not. Yeah. I thought that, or I thought congressional action against his executive orders. He vetoes it. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't count on Biden on anything. How's that? So he's he's prepared to go down with the ship, isn't he? And take everyone with him. Well, look, I, he, he's not there. Okay, remember, if Biden. Had well, I'm talking about the force, Bob. I'm talking about the forces behind him: Susan Rice, yeah, Obama, that group. They don't. They don't. They don't care if they lose these next eight years, Dave. They don't care. Look, they've been waiting fifty years to create communism. They can wait twenty more. They they're they're like a they're like a zip tie. They're like a boa. <laughs> You know, they, and once in a while they have to exhale, right? And then they just they just keep they just keep ratcheting down. Look, I mean, look, everything they do in this politically looks suicidal, right? But you don't see them doing anything different. The borders are open. They're starving people of energy. They're starving people of food. They're making people take you know biotechnology, um, you know, medical procedures. You know, this is a. Uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, this is the synagogue of Satan in action here. They don't, they don't care about any of this stuff. To them, they're just shock troops into a larger war. Okay, and if they've got to wait twenty more years to take America out, they don't care. Okay, so uh, remember, Biden. Look, if he had his complete faculties, he'd be wheeling and dealing. He's a wheeler and dealer. Okay. Uh, but the guy, he's obviously mentally compromised. And, uh, but you know, look, he's a senator. You, you can say whatever you want to say about Biden, and I'm not a Biden fan in any way, shape, form, or direction. Okay? But when he was in the Senate, he always worked. And I think he truly believed in his own mind that he would be working with his colleagues in the Senate to create a better America. Okay? But he is not there. 
And so he's being controlled by Obama's people. Yeah, I totally or agree with that. Yeah. I don't and think so Hil- I don't think Hillary so much. I think, but I do think Obama's people, uh, Brian Deese. I mean, he had the, the the quote of the year when they were asking him about resuming uh, domestic energy production, like what we're beginning to see in Europe. And he says, "Oh no, 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 that's not an option, and we're committed to the liberal world order." Did you see that quote? Yeah, yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah, so these guys, they don't look. You know where the real battle is going to be is you. You got to clear the deck out of the bureaucracy, um, and that's you know it's funny because you know unless Trump learns something to get in, I don't. You know that's why you have a guy like DeSantis who could come in with his own team. He's he's run government before, all right. That he has loyalists that have his back. That could go in there and start cleaning house, and you know the guy's a Navy SEAL litigator. Okay, so you know he knows how he knows the sharp elbows inside. He knows how to do the bureaucratic game, and uh, and so and he doesn't unnecessarily anger people. Like you know, Musk has been the natural ally of Trump here, just from nature of what he's doing, and then Trump insulted him this weekend. I saw okay? that. Okay, so him a BS those, artist. Yeah, yeah, it's those kind of things that. The reason why people are going to the January 6th committee to shove knives in his back because he'll do it to you. And so that's, that's where the big issue is. You gotta clean, you gotta clean. And that's why I said if the house goes red, they'll defund the entire Washington DC bureaucracy. They literally will defund it. They'll force the governments into shutdown. They don't care. Right? The house Republicans that get in, they won't care. Okay? Because you know, they were brought into office this time around to burn it down, okay? And they've they seen what they're doing with this January 6th committee, which is beyond me what they're trying to accomplish. And so unless there's some massive, you know, nefarity going on with the midterms, then I just think we're going to see where you're just going to start seeing across-the-board cuts of the of the bureaucracy. I mean, that's you see that thing lined right up. Bob, I got a different take on the J6 Commission. When they are allowing hearsay evidence, no corroboration, uh, they brought in a follow-up witness to Hutchinson uh, in the Cipollone character, and they didn't even ask him a question related to his connection to Hutchinson. So the whole thing was a sham, a, a charade. But you have to realize too, they're just trying to create. They're throwing. They're trying to throw enough poop on the wall. They're hoping a perception will stick. And I think they're going to get a grand jury indictment out of the D.C. area where 92% of the people voted for Biden. I think that's where this is headed. And they want to cloud the election with this phony indictment that will end up going nowhere, but it could cloud the election. I think that's what their strategy is. Yeah, but look, they're hoping that they can win the next midterm because if the House goes red, okay, House goes red, They'll drag, they'll impeach Biden in a heartbeat. They'll impeach Blinken in a heartbeat. They'll impeach Merrick Garland in a heartbeat. They'll just, they'll impeach his entire cabinet. So, if, you know, they'll get a scorched earth if they try to take Trump down through an indictment. So, so either they think they got the fix in for the, for the House midterms or, or it's going to be a scorched earth in 2023. So, but I agree with you. I not I know that's what they're angling for. That's what they keep yakking about, you know. But they also poisoned the well with the Supreme Court, okay? The left, and so the Supreme Court can just simply engage and say we view this as a kangaroo court. This is un it was this was unlawfully assembled. Um, you're not going to indict this guy. This is you know what I mean. Uh, can the Supreme Court be preemptive, or do they have to wait for the case to reach them? Well, they can. They have to wait for a case to reach them, but they don't have to wait for the case to reach them. A case just has to be created. It can be fast-tracked to the Supreme Court. Interesting, because... Uh, they don't have to get to the Supreme Court. They can file a case in a friendly, um, a, a friendly circuit court, and they can just shut the whole thing down. That's really... that's. So, yeah, I think you're probably right on that. That could circumvent... The process, but that wouldn't remove the possibility of a few weeks of turmoil that could cloud the election. Now, honestly, I don't think it's going to make any difference. I think they can no, have the cloud over the Trump. They, if they, yeah. If they, yeah, if they indict, 
if they indict Trump, they're going to turn him into a martyr. I agree with that totally. I totally agree with that. And the other thing that they've done, the Democrats have crapped in their own nest. I mean, Buttigieg was asked again what he felt about Kavanaugh being driven out of a restaurant at the risk of his own safety. And Buttigieg, his answer was, well, people are mad. And i got to tell you, the Supreme Court is not going to be friendly to the Democrats given the persecution that's going on. I mean, I mean, you know, if you're gonna kill, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna try to assassinate the king, you better not miss. And basically, <laughs> yeah. Buttigieg is basically, basically saying, try to assassinate the king here. You know, obviously, the supreme. Look, they're they're trying to indirectly get somebody to um, do the ultimate deed for them. Okay, and then they're all going to wash their hands by saying, "Well, people are mad." There's no way I did that, you know. And uh, um, but the Supreme Court will get uh, will get even angrier. Okay, and and uh, you know, I saw a great quote. They said Clarence Thomas didn't say anything for 30 years on the bench, and in one week he changed America. And so um, there's a lot of cases coming up from the Supreme Court that basically could, could just could totally defang the liberal world order. Okay, they already did it. And that's they did it when they took away. About. Bob, they took away power from the EPA. They can't make their own laws anymore. The same thing is now true. It would apply in principle to the CDC and the NIH. You know, Fauci's organizations. So they, they've these administrative bureaucracies that have abused their power have uh, been neutered by the Supreme Court in this ruling. So, so yeah, I, I think their play is limited. I totally agree with you. Um, let's talk b- before we uh, go to uh, where we want to be and help people make money. Um, let's talk a little bit about food. Well, what do you see coming with food? Is is it going to be stay high because of the the uh, the, um, the energy prices? You, you know, that's number one. Number two is they're trying to starve the. Look what happened to Sri Lanka is basically that was a fertilizer crisis, right? And uh, they forced that that was a WEF laboratory, okay? In terms of they basically told people they couldn't put uh, the amount of fertilizer on their food that they did in the past. It dropped down food production, I think, 12% and starved the country, okay? And so that's the next war that's happening is, is basically is the fertilizer war. And that's why the, the Dutch are so uh, – the Dutch are the I – didn't, I didn't even know this. I thought Israel was more than they are. But the Dutch are the second largest exporter of food in the world and uh, highly efficient, you know, uh, industrial ag farming. And basically they're – their prime minister, which is a wefi, is is going to starve them of nitrogen. It's funny, CO two is no longer an issue now; it's nitrogen because of emissions. Basically, they're trying to. It's the natural gas, right? It turns into uh, ammonia, which uses for uh, crop. And so, if you you know if you take ten percent of food production out of the world, you know you're you're having hundreds of millions of people starving. Okay, and uh, and so that that runs the risk. That's why I was telling you before. 2022 is okay. 2023 is going to be a year to watch for food costs. That's where you have to be really concerned. And so be prepared. That's uh, pretty ominous, especially since you have over two out of three Americans living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, and, you know, United States, you know, once again, when I talk about these things, United States is, look, it's almost impossible for the United States to starve unless you know we get hit with some sort of some sort of um, you know coronal mass ejection. All right, we're just we're just too geographically blessed for that to happen. But politically, they could do really stupid things like exporting our food to China and to Ukraine and the rest of the world, and then have the Americans pay double for food. I can see that happening. You know, I can see Canada going offline because Trudeau's trying to pull the same crap they're pulling in the Netherlands. And then here, now we got to deal with feeding 30 million or 40 million Canadians on top of the United States. And so I can see these things happening. And if we get a dust bowl, you know, it takes away all our surplus. And so, and, we're, and you know, we're, we're kind of heating up a little bit in the Midwest, but there's plenty of, of irrigated land out there. So I think the United States is going to suffer from high food costs. 
you're going to see more places like Sri Lanka where people literally aren't going to have food, and in the Middle East, and and you know Russia is is is, is fanning that flame, you know uh, WEP policies are fanning that flame, and and then you have a country like China and India that just makes one wrong political command economy move, mm-hmm. and then it's lights out. <laughs> So, well, you know what they say, though, Bob, where goods don't cross borders, uh, militaries will. Yeah, and see, that's where the other area, the United States is well-blessed, right? You know, only Mexico can cross our border, and and right now that's a political convenience, okay? And so, um, and in this environment, you know, Mexico produces enough food for itself. So it's really, Asia's in big trouble, okay, and Europe is in worse trouble, you know. Uh, but I always said Europe's going to go first, and and here it is. They can't afford to put the fertilizer in the ground. They have their their policymakers are doubling down into this, and and I, I just think you don't want to be you don't want to spend the winter in Europe. I started a thing on Twitter called "Adopt a German Family." <laughs> we should bring a German family into America for the winter so they don't starve to death or freeze to death. Uh, so you know, you just put a thought into my head. There could be mass migration by people who have money out of Europe. Oh, I'm for, sh- I'm for sure that uh, that is being considered right now. Absolutely, people that have money are gonna are gonna have escape hatches for sure. You know what's interesting is is oh gosh, ten fifteen years ago, when I would have students and be foreign exchange students from places like Russia and Germany and the Netherlands, they were telling me their professors were saying that there's going to come a time because we have this mini ice age going on in the northern part of Europe and in Russia that we may eventually have to leave and go to Africa. Well, that may happen sooner than they had planned on going. I mean, it wasn't an immediate thing, but I think that uh, migration could certainly be an issue here. Um, Bob, we just have a, a couple of minutes left here, and you've got such a great service at Trade Genius where people can purchase these educational vignettes and and uh, teach themselves how to do what you guys do, and you give great support to the people. You've got your algorithms that tell people when to buy, sell, and hold. And if you follow directions, you're going to make money. Um, I just a question that comes up from my audience. I wanted you to answer was when people sign up uh, and assuming average intelligence, average work ethic, and so forth. How long does it take them until they start actually? Uh, they're able to participate in the process. They've learned what's going on, and they start making money. So you could participate on day one. Okay, but you won't know what you won't know for about four to six weeks. Okay, yeah, okay. And then you 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 know what you don't know for like the next four months, and then after that you're in pretty good shape. But from day one, you can just take my trades or our crypto trades or our credit spread trades, and you can start trading immediately without really truly understanding. And then you go through the training stuff over the next four to six weeks. You kind of start understanding the lingo. And, and you start understanding what you want. Then after about four months, you know, even if you got nothing from me, but you have all our indicators, you'll be able to set up your own alerts and make your own trades, even though I still give trades out every day. So, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, so it doesn't take much. And the only caution I tell people is just don't be greedy. You know, I always tell people when they think about it, everybody wants to go for the kill. You know, if you make $400 a day in the stock market, you're making $100,000 a year, Dave. Absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely You don't have right. to. And most people don't even need to make that kind of money. You know, we have a lot of people that are, look supplemental income. People want to want right. to retire. You know, um, some people just want to have enough money for vacations. There you go. You just captured a lot of my <laughs> audience on that. You about one trade a day that takes a thousand dollars of margin, and you're make we're making we're averaging a hundred dollars on it a week. That's really good. So, um, you know, you do that. Religiously, right? You know, if you had, if only had a thousand dollars, you're you're making you know up to five thousand dollars a year on it. They have a right. vacation to Hawaii, right? I hear and you. It's a very safe, very safe trade, but it's a trade you have to learn how to do. And Bob, on this yeah. note, we've got we've got to close, but I just want to put put in the important stuff here. You can get involved with Trade Genius at a discount by purchasing these bundled non bundled items. Uh, the coupon code is Summer. 
40% off the non-bundled items. That offer is good until this Saturday. Bob, thanks for joining us. Very informative interview, and I think Trade Genius is an excellent organization, and people need to take a long look at it. Trade Genius Academy, the link is in the description box. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me, Dave, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.